Blog Talk Radio.
Oh, 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 there we go, there we go. Smoke Rules Radio brought to you by California Cannabis Hemp Initiative. Coming live and direct at 72 miles per hour. Crossing to Texarkana onto the New Mexico border momentarily where we will have a better signal. We will rock and roll that action. Thank you for holding on tight. Uh, as this is uh, connected with duct tape and two strings, we're holding this show together. As we're flying across the states of the United of America, we're coming here straight for you to talk about what's happening in the cannabis world because everyone wants to get a piece of the pie. Everybody wants a little bit of that marijuana money. Oh, yeah, I like some of that marijuana money, but you do too. But it's going quick because the corporations want to keep it out of the people's hands. The corporations want to keep it as far from the people as possible. That's sad. That is, that's sad. What, is this land of the free, home of the brave? Land of the, the held back, home of the held down? You know, something wild. You know, I don't know. But the corporations, though, because they got the money, they got the lawyers, they've got their own initiatives, they've got their own signature gatherers, they've got their own coffers out there, and they want the marijuana money. And they're coming for it. They're going to take it from you. They're not going to bring the prices down. You remember when Compact Disc came out? Maybe. Or some of y'all ain't born yet. But when Compact Discs were coming out, they were like, well, it's going to be $15 a CD because it's expensive to make. But, you know, once we make the music and make the CDs and improve our processes, process I, the price will come down. And boy, did it not. The price did not come down. They kept it up there. And so right now the corporations realize that, People are paying hand over fist for marijuana. So let's not change the prices. Let's just keep it up there nice and high. Nice and up there so people cannot afford a lot of marijuana. I know I know you want your medicine, but the pharmaceutical industry has been charging you thousands of dollars for your medicine anyhow. So what's the difference? So what if uh, if you want to think it's recreational? Because there's no such thing as recreational marijuana. Every time someone ingests, consumes, smokes, does anything with marijuana, cannabis, indica, it's healing them, thereby being a medicine. Unlike, you know, Slurpees. Slurpees are a medicine on a cold day. On <laughs> a cold day. This is your dyslexic announcer, Broski Isaac Jason, right here with the Huffstein. Bring it to you on 34 Radio Rule Smoke with the initiative Hemp Cannabis California. Brought to you by Ixalexia Nation. Uh, California Cannabis Hemp Initiative, Smoke Rules Radio 34, Jason Isaac Broski. I'm your herbalist for the evening, and I am crossing into the land of enchantment at this very moment. Welcome to New Mexico. And now everything just seems to work. 
but we don't have 4G, so we're not pulling over the rest area. I like it, the internet. It's good. It, it helps. It helps you put the music on and other good stuff. You know what I'm talking about. The show is not about music, although it could be. One day, I'd like to get more uh, live musicians, including myself and other other mayhem. The audio previous two weeks, oh, the headset I had on, real crappy, real crappy. And let's see if this is any better. I really, 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 really hope it is better. I do. Now I'm using one of them, them Marley little speakers. Got a little microphone on it. So we're rocking it, bringing you the most up-to-date information from the brain of the Brodsky about the cannabis. Because it's a business world. It's a dog-eat-dog. And I ain't ever seen a dog eat a dog. I've seen dogs fight, but usually dogs be getting along. It's more like a human controlling human world. And these humans, they want to take your money. I know you run out there to get your medicine, paying 30 or $60 an eight, get me my medicine. Because thinking it's recreational because I'm relaxing, don't realize it's healing behind the curtain. So I get my medicine, and like, I got no money left. I spent all the money on the medicine. All the money. And it might get a little choppy here. Choptastic monastic. But we're coming in here. We're going to rock it for you. We're going to bring it in. We're going to make it happen as the 4G drops. We're going to do it. Because cannabis is important. The largest industry coming out of the black market ever. Alcohol. That was something. But you know what? Marijuana is making more money than alcohol is. In 1920s adjusted dollars and the amount of people that consumed it, the amount of people that cannabis, I definitely say people today that consume cannabis. The great, the great part about this show is I just make the figures up just so they agree with what I'm talking about. You know, nine out of five monks agree that Jason's always right. Even if Jason doesn't agree that he's right, these extra monks that, like, got counted agree that I'm right. So statistics aside, we're living in a society where people just want to give you the facts to prove their point. They're not going to put all the facts on the table with everything that's out there. They're not going to do everything together. Put all the facts from all the points, put it together in one big soup. Let's hear everybody's point of view. No, that's not at all what happened. You just listen to my point of view, and we'll close off your point of view. It's pretty simple. You know, Prince has his point of view, and they closed it. So you can no longer sing about the music industry and their issues. So uh, let's open it up to as much as we can, because people say this is a gateway drug, a stepping stone drug. Well, first, let's start looking at the account. Advil. 
Advil. Advil? People don't die from Advil. Oh, yes, they do. Acetaminophen messes people up. Screws up. All right, dropping right, right back here, right back here. Discussing earlier, well, before the uh, telephone network decided to uh, chimichang, chimichanga, body count. You know, everything else has body count. Snickers has more of a body count than marijuana. It does. More people choke on Snickers and get that caught in their throat and die or eat the plastic, inhale something in their lungs, and die than cannabis. Like you think marijuana with cannabis would kill more people. People hacking and coughing, taking a big old monster bong rip. Oh! And you think they just fall over. The thing is, cannabis, THC, hemp, CBD, chock full of healing, curative powers. It's like the real snake oil. No snake needed. It's the health oil. People knew of its curative properties at the turn of the century. We knew. But we want to try something new. Try something new. And then forget about stuff and DuPont's like, well, uh, try our nylon instead. And by the way, there's marijuana used by the Mexicans and the blacks. It's this bad stuff. You should stay away. Keep your white women away. They'll get ripped. Bad stuff, marijuana. So we're going to make it illegal. So here's my nylon rope. Whereas for centuries, humankind's been using hemp. Hemp as their rope of choice. It's so easy. The Roman roads, they got hemp in them. They dug up some of them, looked down and went, whoa, how come these roads are still together and they got hemp in the road? It's amazing. It's like we've been running around so blind that we forget about our past. Past, we're, we're bound to repeat travesty. So, Let's not repeat the travesties. Let's get the travesties going and, and rock some awesome things. Because all the travesties out there, they're coming together. Reversing the acropolises that have been happening in the cannabis world. Because it's, it's, it's uncalled for. Uncalled for to be holding people down over a plant. Over a plant, they can't prove that it impairs people's driving ability. They can't prove it. You know why? Because it doesn't. If they could prove it, the facts would be all over. But you know what? First, California is like, let's make tobacco smoking illegal in the car. What? Cars come with cigarette lighters, they come with ashtrays. So smoking that has evolved, uh, evolved, cars have evolved around tobacco. 
they have some kind of cigarette lighter adapter. Some people want to use it for, want, like, no, it's a flower holder. It's for charging my eye choder. No, it's for lighting a cigarette. That's what it was for back in the day. And then people figured, well, we can use it to power all these other 12-volt devices, 14-volt devices. Just plug it in and go. Go, go, gadget, 12-volt cigarette lighter adapter. So it's like we're tr- they're trying to remove the fact that humans have been smoking forever. Humans have been smoking things a long time. And, like, these Indian folk we came across on this, this great land, but they were just chilling. They, were, they had their own, like, inner skirmishes, you know, but they were chilling. They didn't know anything of the rifle. They didn't know anything of the horse because the horse had gone extinct from uh, North America. They didn't know much about these things. We show up with our guns and our horses, and these guys are already smoking the peace pipe. They're already like, hey, these are good, healthy plants. Smoke chill. The medicine man knew what was going on. He said, hey, you're having a tough day at the office. Catch the elk you needed to. White horn bear freaking maybe said something that upset you. Or, uh, or, or your little Padawan kid did something. You get a little frustrated. Here, come here. You need a little peace. Smoke a little on this peace pipe. Yeah, that's right. Peace pipe is what they called it because they know that cannabis is peaceful. They know it's peaceful. Bring people together to communicate together. Now, obviously, anything that's peaceful can also be used in a non-peaceful manner, you know. I mean, uh, ergo the hashashin. But the Hashashins, highly trained assassins, whoa, where'd that name come from? <laughs> highly trained Hashashins to get in their zone, it smoked the cannabis. And that's the same with some of the military special forces, and it's documented, get into their zone, cut everything out to get their focus on, not to get drunk and belligerent get their focus on, their cue, their coin, their, their zen. It's smoke. They'd ingest, put a little cannabis in there, and they'd be in control completely. Outside influences, uh-uh. They'd be in control themselves. And so back to the peace pipe, the people here coming together with the intent of peace are able to zone in on that peace able to zoom in, focus on the issues at hand and find commonness between each other. There, there's, there's no medical studies on ESP, how people are able to connect to each other more fluidly through cannabis. People ignore the fact that there are stories and stories and stories and stories around humanity for centuries about mind reading, Right? but we don't have the technology to prove it. I mean, we kind of do, but it kind of don't. 
that cannabis accentuates, sensualizes the, the brain, opens up the perceptions, the doorways that are already there. The doors are already open, but they're not open as much. And so cannabis comes in, a little grease, a little greasy, 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 and just, you know, it's like, oh, wait, I could hear my heartbeat. Oh, I, I, I must be dying. I could hear my heartbeat. That is one of the biggest complaints of new cannabis users is they hear their heartbeat. Oh, my God. Oh my, they hear their heartbeat. Like, oh, something's wrong. I can hear my heartbeat. No, 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 no. Nothing's wrong. It just shut it out for so long. So many years that put callus around our senses. Callus around the world around us. That all of a sudden, our engine, that it's good to listen to your engine. If your engine's making some weird sounds, it's good to know about it. Get it fixed. This engine that keeps us going, that every creature out there can hear their heartbeat too. We just choose, choose not to, choose to cut it out because we got more important societal things to worry about than our natural biological being that we are. The organic machine. That thump, 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 thump. We just need, uh, we have it. Uh, we're humans. We know everything. So there's nothing new within our own machine. So let's just cut that out. And so we've been so good as humanity. I don't know if so good. So efficient as humanity is to separate ourselves from the animal that we are. To remove ourselves from our natural desires, our ability to sense things, to have amazing smell capabilities, olfactory senses, they're all here. We just need to tune in on them. We just need to focus on them. We can smell everything. We can hear amazingly, but we need to practice more. We've got all this other stuff getting in our way. All these other things, like dogs, they don't got all this stuff getting in their way. They don't got books. They don't got movies. They've got their nose and their tongue and their ears and their eyes and everything that goes in there They're interested in chasing, devouring, smelling, licking, because these senses are beautiful. You look at a nice, happy puppy's face, and the creature is happy. So stoked to be alive, can hear everything, chasing the flies and the butterflies, chewing on ants, running around chasing creatures. These, These animals that are given these senses that we also own the exact same senses through our times we're de-evolving our senses by ignoring them but we're no different than these other creatures and when cannabis comes along it reminds us 
And we have these senses. We have these abilities. These magical, magical abilities to perceive the world and the universe around us. Oh, and she's so beautiful. This place that we live in, that we're born into, that we're created, that we walk upon. And cannabis reminds us of this. It reminds us that, hey, you're full of sensory machines, sensory organs, sensory whatever. That, by the way, you, you, can, you can look for miles and miles and miles. You get one area, focus on one little area, and it's like the detail just keeps pouring. Or hold something up close and look at it really close, and all the detail is coming through. It's right there, focusing on it, cutting out all this extra poison and pollution that we that humans have done. The original pollution, trees and bugs and insects and wind, the original pollution that we've evolved around before we can even say we were bipedal, when we were still running around on all fours, all these things were around us going on, this pollution of nature. And it becomes part of us. And we listen to it, to all the cues, tiny little differences and changes. And as we've evolved over the years, millennia, we've stepped away. We've stopped paying attention to the natural world. We've got horns and honking and smashing and crashing and yelling and all this yuck that we didn't evolve around. We did not evolve around the horn of a car. Uh, like, what is that? <laughs> we didn't evolve around that stuff. Now, we figured out how to make music and make horns and make cyclical, rhythmic sounds that are appeasing to us because that's what nature was. Nature was a very, is, was, if you're in the city, it's a was. Nature is a very cyclical, rhythmic symphony of sounds, listening to the crickets and the music that the crickets play, the rhythm, the bird call, the sound of nature, the chirp, so melodical, so beautiful, and we've evolved around this. We've evolved around loving these sounds and listening to these sounds, and us making our own sounds, too, along the way, the, (laughs) what have you, you know, I don't know. Everybody's got a little Tim 
smile and then a little Tim Allen and Homer Simpson. Oh yeah, we got it. And cannabis reminds us of our nature. It reminds us to pay attention to the things that we've shut out. Cannabis opens our senses again. It's so important for humanity because we are sensual creatures. Our products of our environment, how our environment affects us, sounds our environment makes, the music, the waterfalls, the crashing of water, the beaches, the waves, crashing of branches, just natural sounds that are us. And, uh, oh, I can't grab his name right now. I want to say Bill Paxton, but he's 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 the uh, he's the uh, actor I think from Independence Day. Uh, okay, so what <laughs> one of the what one of the comedians who passed away about 15 years ago, he was talking about music. You know, it's all this music, and if you're not in the drugs, you gotta throw everything away. Because people that made that music were really fucking high. And in the 70s, the high being the cannabis and the psychedelic fedras. And probably another thing or two there. All these things based on, like seed, based on natural plants that have been around us that humans have been chasing around for so long and so smoking the bowl, dropping the acid, eating the mushrooms, doing the go fast, people uh, and opiates, people make music with that because it helps cut everything out for that musician. It helps them find their zen their magic place to be able to make their music, to find their spirit, to pull the musical creature out of thin air and to create it for the people. And they did this while real fucking high. I don't like the term high, really, myself, but it's what they use. Stoned, maybe a little, but that's getting stoned means, oh, you like this? Well, we're going to throw rocks at you now. (laughs) I like being lifted. Lifted comes and removes one's mind from the shackles of society's toxins, society's noise pollution, society's mental pollution. Helps our brains get all this junk thought out of us. Not worry about that parking ticket we got. That what someone may have said to us, to be able to cut that out of the mind, be able to focus on what we'd like to focus on, because we're sponges. We're little robots, and we do what we're told. Yeah, we're stubborn. 
but because we tell ourselves we're stubborn. So it all comes in to redo what we're told. And we're so susceptible, we're so soft, we're so much a sponge, everything that comes in, human society, humankind, human people have been looking for escape from what other people have been pushing on us for so long that we've been hanging with the medicine man. We've been smoking our herbs, doing our shrooms getting lifted, separating ourselves from other people's bullshit so we could get in a proper state of mind. Drugs aren't bad state of mind. What people push upon you is a bad state of mind. Other people's opinions are poison. Other people's viewpoints are crap. How they come up with these ideas and, and say, well, I came up with this idea and I'm going to push it on you so you have the same idea and you're in the same crappy state of mind that I'm in. And that's what, these, that's what people have been doing with their opinions, their drama, their wars, pushing these things, their articles of creative bullshit. And sometimes, you know, we're like, we want to be a little brain dead and let someone else think for us. Let someone else go out there and think for us, tell us what to do. I can't make up my mind, so I'll ask all these other people how they did something. And in the end, it's like, uh, I really had already made up my mind. But these other people's opinions, they just cloud stuff. Other people's viewpoints, you know, their experiences, sometimes they help. Yet a lot of our life is we've got to learn things on our own. We've got to bump our heads along the way, got to stub our toes because that is the experience of life. We've got to experience life, not just hear how someone else experienced it and their bullshit. And so we've created a society that we base our lives on other people's experiences and not our own. It's called manipulation. People have been manipulating other people for, for so long because we don't understand what we are. And what's the, what's the simplest way to feel good about what one's doing is to make someone else do it also. He goes, oh, I, I think this point of view, so I'm going to go push this upon someone else before they have a chance to form their own opinion. I'm going to give them the opinion to form. And that's what the drug war is, forced opinions upon people. And because of that, it has been put in a non-safe area. There's been no safe access to intoxicants. And this opinions that are pushed upon people blindly, it's a crusade. It's the drug crusade. And these nights have been going around, knighted by the government, knighted by the kings and queens, saying, 
Jugs are bad. <laughs> right? Jugs are bad. Knighted by these guys. And, well, nobody knows any difference because no one gets a chance to form their own opinion. A lot of times, like, people were saying, well, I did it when I was, I was experimenting in college. Those are my experimenting days. And that's just saying, I was forming my own opinion on your bullshit and lies out there. Because what one person says about another person or says about another thing, it's a bigot. It's bigoted. Opinionated. It is wrong. Messed up. And I wonder if this is still recording because my thing's beeping a little. What? Why? It was beeping. What's up with that? So, we're just keeping it. Try this one. All right. So, this is beeping at me for some reason. Still beeping? All right. It's still beeping. Okay. Uh, you're listening to Book Rules Radio, we're in, we're in democracy, we people make the rules, so uh, I'm going to try to hang up, and I'll be back. Alright, back live and direct. Um, you know, driving 70 miles an hour, we got, we got a little pulling over right here. See if we hold on to the audio quality because this is definitely a good 20% audio quality show. So, uh, you know, I hope more better, of course. Um, but yeah, let's go, let's go hang out with the truckers. See what these guys are up to here. Um, the world's a fun place and it's all what we want to make of it. Like, what do you want to make of the world? Because I want to make some good stuff of it. Make some real good stuff. Because that's what it's about. Making something awesome happen. Experiences. That's why we're here. We're here existing to experience things. No other reason. We're here to experience and make good experiences for others. Pretty simple. Would you agree? I think you all agree. Because experiences are important. Experiences are sometimes the only things that we have. You know, it's what we have in the world. That's why people go traveling. They want to experience things. They want to check out the world from a different experience. And cannabis, oh, wow. She definitely helps you feel the experience. I know I do. And I'm super, super, super stoked. Because the experiences that we go across, hopefully they're unique. And maybe there's like some big, giant recorder that's recording all our experiences. 
for what? I don't know exactly. <laughs> you know? Who gets to, like, look at all our experiences? Are we, like, movies or something? I don't know. I don't think we're movies, but there, there could be some divine being that uh, experiences everything. You know? Who knows? I don't know. Uh, Mr. Patrick Moore calling in. All right. Decline. The radio host. Rocking it, pulling it together. That, that'd be awesome to... Ah, no. Okay. Just want to merge. Merge the two calls. Does this let me merge it here? No. There we go. All right, we're back. Now let me see if I can grab in the Dr. Mo. Mo, 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 mo. Bang, 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 bang. Waka, waka, waka. Waka, 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 waka. There we go. All right, now we are back in internet territory. We're finding ourselves in the land of New Mexico. And this is this is fun. I've been in here a whole length of the show so far. And I thank you guys for, for holding on. Uh, sometimes the audio is here and there. We're getting some more uh, audio equipment coming in with a mixer and other little goodies so I can like plug some more things in and uh, at some point I'll be really 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 stoked um why don't you just let me call someone whatever uh well we'll see if if he dials in I'm watching the screen here um wow well let's let's just do a little music for a moment as as I've been holding you guys on. Let's uh we got the weeds with the whaley and uh alright. I always like that one. Okay, here we go. Let's throw in a little the the Snoop Leon. Snoop Lion. And he ain't rapping about bitches and hoes no more. Man is ascending. People can mature. Let's check this out. Buster Doctor Snoop.
All right, here we go. Um, well, I got a special one-time guest uh, from the land of Los Angeles. So we got you here, Mr. Patrick Mora. I am uh, live on the line. Yes, I. Fantastic, Patrick Mora, one of our one of our esteemed leaders in the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative, live and direct here, calling in to uh, Jabberjaw. A little bit about the, the cannabis world. Uh, how, how things going? I heard you went to the Politicon. Uh, how did that go, sir? Uh, Politicon was a fantastic event held in Pasadena this last weekend. We were uh, hosted by the Fair and Equal Elections Foundation and found a very alert, receptive community that understood our issues across the board. It seemed like as one of the one of the warmest receptions we've received in uh, in years of promoting this campaign and this this type of campaign for literally fair and equal access fair and reasonable access to cannabis is just a foundation line and what we're working on and it doesn't sound so complicated but you know there's always somebody with a different idea that if they could have a, a limited access that would allow somebody to make you know somebody could make a fortune a few people could make fortunes of you know mega fortunes in the 21st century so that's our, 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 our basic issues and our basic parameters, and boy, do the Politicon people eat it up. Yes, we, we, we've been knocking it out of the park. We're winning them over left and right. The, uh, the, the, the Gavin Newsom admitted for the first time last week, yeah, this might not happen. It's actually not as easy as, uh, as, as they were saying it was over the last few months and that they're actually running in the opposition and that there's a, you know, it's a complicated issue, I think is what he said, so... Yeah, we've already uh, uh, slowed down the, the yeah we've already slowed down the billionaires and and, and Gavin Newsom already and uh, pretty sure and you hate to be this confident early on but pretty sure we're gonna uh, 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 prevent them from passing this in 2016 which is our goal for the next few months until November so yes it's a good time for our, uh, for our listeners out there. Uh, Patrick's talking about the the A A U M A disposition initiative put together by Sean Pfizer, who went and paid millions of dollars to get signatures to just let him and his cronies sell you marijuana at high prices. So how much can you, can you carry with the, with, if that initiative passes, like what happens? Yeah, no, it really basically in California recriminalizes cannabis. We decriminalized it in the 70s and 80s with a couple of bills that were passed. And then in the mid-90s, we created a, a legalization model around medicine, which has worked very well here in California for the last 20 years. And, uh, and we've always hoped to expand upon those principles in a broader legalization as the Jack Hare Initiative so well represents. What we found is uh, 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 a billionaire with a bad idea is what I keep calling it. A billionaire with a bad bill have popping up every two years, getting in our way and really creating a, a chaos in the in the state of California. They haven't been able to forward their own mission, but we see how they've held us back over the last eight or ten years in very distinct ways. And uh, and this is Peter Lewis, the 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 progressive insurance billionaire. And then for the last few years, it was unfortunately Richard Branson who other than some of these things I don't have as many issues with, and it was a really awkward few years. Uh, but, he, again, and he stepped out without even filing an initiative. He lent his name to a, a bad idea for some time called Reform California, and then they folded up shop, and many of them jumped on board with Sean Parker and Gavin Newsom when they launched, at this point, what really is a worse initiative. And, uh, and there's just no shades of gray that are, that are acceptable. We've really got to secure fair access to cannabis in the 21st century. So there's no level of uh, 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 
persecution we're willing to put ourselves through as a community to satisfy the police state or to satisfy those that we have proven scientifically and culturally to be wrong. The drug war was based on lies. This uh, police state has been finding its funding. It's, It's amazing that so much money is made by incarcerating marijuana compatriots. So much of the system is being paid for by holding back and incriminating cannabis consumers. Absolutely. No less workers in the in the country. All sorts of criminals that they fill the prisons with, but the ones that get up in the morning and can work all day and don't have as many issues are the cannabis community. So besides the asset forfeiture, stealing everything you own as you're on your way into jail, you get put to work for, you know, a quarter, one third, one fifth of what they would pay the cheapest laborers on the planet today in Cambodia or in Thailand or in, in, in Nigeria and places around the world to India where labor is cheap. It's still cheaper in American prison systems. So by the tens of thousands, by the hundreds of thousands, ultimately through the years, through the decades now, by the millions, we've been worked as an endangered servant class just by color of law. And, and it's really one of the great human rights violations of the 20th century. Even people don't, are, aren't aiming it as that yet. You know, it's still so sensitive. Huge and human so rights. Cr- oh, yeah. No, no, no. Again, in the scope and scale. In scope and scale of, of the amount of suffering caused, it ranks up there with, uh, with, with wars that have been, with other wars that have been fought around the world. With uh, What's happening Casually, right now is this is a huge... Uh, marijuana corporate war going on worldwide as there's so much research that is being allowed to take and a lot of companies and countries are realizing that there's so much money in the marijuana world that they got to get their hands on it and they got to get their grasp around it and they don't want to change the price scheme right now. They want to keep it at $60 plus an eighth so they can make their money, but that still just hurts the people because they spend their money to get their medicine, to get their their uh, recreational medicine, but then they don't have any money left for food. They don't have money left for other things, but they know it's uh, – Dennis Perone said this a uh, great, great quote to me. It's better to um, have no money and have marijuana than to have a lot of money and no marijuana. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Money will get you. Your marijuana gets you through times without money better than money will get you through times without marijuana. Absolutely. Yeah. No. I um. Yeah. No. It's really about again whether we're going to be legal consumers or whether we're legally allowed to grow and produce our own medicine and uh, and and share it uh, with our with our neighbors and friends as we would be able to do nowadays with alcohol. And a lot of people like to use the alcohol model. For, uh, for what's happening in the cannabis community. And they don't see that. It's taken 80 years before microbreweries were allowed to happen, before this renaissance that's happened in the last five years. That didn't happen for the first 80 years of the uh, alcohol monopoly that was created out of prohibition. And I, like to, I don't like to remind people, and I find myself reminding people often these days that the 10 years after alcohol prohibition, more people, many, many, many more people went to jail and during the 20 years of alcohol prohibition. So the, the, the peace that's declared after the war can be more damaging and deadly 
and, 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 and cost more freedom and more families suffering and all the things that go along with the drug war than the actual so, war itself so, if we aren't careful. So, so, so true. And that's what's happening is marijuana is becoming more illegal, more incriminating than ever before as counties are coming up with their own rules. Each state is coming up with new fanciful rules. And a lot of these being pushed by the coffers with the money. The people with the money want to keep it, will see that this is the biggest thing coming out of the black market since ever. And so they're like, well, I want the money in my pocket, take it away from the people. And if we can find a way to keep it away from the corporation to only let the consumers, the, the citizens, the people, the people themselves, each person can grow 99 plants, and if a group of people wants to come together to grow more, then that group has to have, if they want to grow hundreds and hundreds, well, for each 99, there's got to be a person there that's, that claims those plants as their own and is able to benefit from those plants. Right now, Absolutely. it's no, going to be... Absolutely. That's a planet-saving paradigm. Right now, what there's you going to be... The corporations are going to go in and make hundreds of thousands of plants, and they're not, they don't want to lower the price on it because if they keep the price low, then anybody can get in. They want to keep the price high and only to themselves. The telltale of UMA, adult use amendment, is actually going to be called, if they get it on the ballot, it'll be Control, Tax, and Regulate the Adult Use of Marijuana Act mouthful there, right? But they're really just shouting it from rooftops, legalize marijuana, legalize marijuana. That's all we want to do, legalize marijuana. They don't really want anybody to get into the details. So, and that's why they made it ugly. It's so difficult to read and so legally easy, so heavy in the, 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 the technical trickery of legal law that most people won't. Most people will read the bullet points and listen to the experts. And Sean Parker and his crew have hired a lot of experts to help explain how, you know, this isn't perfect, but there's more good in it than bad. And that's much like a doctor telling you, oh, your health isn't perfect. There's more of you that doesn't have cancer than has cancer. So, you know, we're, we're pretty much okay. We just make little changes, little adjustments. We'll make little don't adjustments down the road because you don't have your neck. Excuse me? Don't mind the tourniquet we're putting around your neck, the doctor said. Right, yeah, no, uh, it it would be a radical notion if it weren't, you know, if if it's really important to the economy of the state of California. It's really important for our future in the next hundred years that we have equal and fair access to this commodity. If we allow this to be corporatized and monopolized the way petroleum was in the last hundred years, we can continue to see a cycle of, of, of poverty and destitution and massive accumulation of wealth and profits at the other one, literally the one percenters. So this is as clear an indicator, and I believe the, the, the cycle they, they, they've announced in California they're going to shut down the last nuclear power plant within the next 10 years. So the age of nuclear is over at least here on the West Coast, which is really the place that birthed it in America. So I believe petroleum's actually on its way out. And uh and that the, 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 the powers that be at the highest end understand this very well and they plan on switching over to a biosustainable economy 
uh, once they've reaped the profits out of this, once they've, they've made the, uh, a control grid built around environmental fears, they will then switch the economy back over to a sustainable environmental platform that's hey, hold on still hyper-controlled, still monopolized. So yes. the uh, Ray Kroc said it best back in the day. Ray Kroc, one of the founders of McDonald's, they, uh, they, they asked him, what, what, are you gonna, what are you going to be selling in 100 years? And Ray Kroc says, I don't know, but we're going to be selling a lot of it. <laughs> so it, exactly. it doesn't matter. Traveling right now, there's gas stations everywhere. There's huge amounts of money right there. And free energy, that's not going to happen. They want right, people no. to pay Every- for energy. That's the power. That's the that's the literally the fuel of the world. And had we been not thumb in the drug war, we would have had locally produced hemp fuel in every gas station in America, and that would have been one local king in the neighborhood, and not fifty or hundred or two hundred families controlling the power of the world. There would have been millions of Americans, each being little little kings in their little kingdom, producing you know fuel and the the main source of for the, the industrial age, plastics, all that would have been produced on local sustainable levels and diversity and the equity of wealth would have spread out and, and enriched our cultures in ways we can barely imagine right now, except we've imagined it. And we can at least look at the future through that, that, that frame, through that lens and see a better world down the road if the creative energy, if the entrepreneurship that is innate within Americans is allowed to have the raw resource key resource of humanity and it's always been industrial and right. that care proved so well. A lot of it that a lot of it to comes petroleum. to like the people in control don't want to mm-hmm. release their control. And so Absolutely. they're doing everything that they can in their power to keep people down. To keep the Literally carburetors up. of the cars inefficient to forty miles a gallon, not not like eighty miles a gallon. Or 120. Oh, my God. Right, no, we're burning 30% of our fuel. That's fuel that we fight so hard all over the world to get. We're still top-end cars in America are burning 30% of that fuel as it flushes through that engine. And that should be that's just that that should be a national nightmare. That should be some that should be an emergency. That should be emergency sessions of Congress to fix this problem with a, with a effort. And yet it's not. And yet we'd rather fight in the Middle East over oil because it perpetuates the monopoly. I honestly believe the true source and reason for using petroleum in the 20th century was because it was so hard to get to. Because my understanding of the engine, again, having run my car on biofuel for many years and having used all sorts of different oils, including hemp oils as a fuel, it works better. It's cleaner. My engine runs better. It's cheaper. They say my engine will run four or five times as long if I run it on pure vegetable oil and if I run it on petroleum. Now, I haven't had any of these cars that long, and I can't prove that point myself, but that is what research shows, that we're getting 20% of the life out of this. And again, and that's one of the biggest investments Americans make, is they buy these cars, $30,000, $46,000. And if you're getting one-fifth of the life out of it because you're using a super expensive fuel that wasn't meant to run it, that's a paradigm shift right there that is in our hands. That is something we can do immediately well, it, in the world today and offset our carbon footprint simple. in a massive way. 
it's the powers that be want you want us to believe that we're humankind. We are not humankind. We are human assholes. We are human control other humans. And that is the fallacy is that people with the gold rules, the golden rule, and they want to keep holding on to the gold so they can keep making the rules. And if they start to see on the horizon a change, they prepare for the change to make it so they will still be making money if it's not if it's not um, gas they're selling, then they're making the biofuel. Uh, but only exactly. they can make the no. biofuel. That's what the 100-year war on cannabis was ultimately about. It wasn't about getting rid of it. It was about being able to justify a radical control of it, which is what they keep trying to emphasize at the end of the drug war here, that as long as everybody can have two, three, four plants, we're all cool with that. If anybody thinks they're actually going to set up a big farm and start producing the raw resources that run the world, you think you're going to set up a couple acres or more and produce the most sustainable food source on the planet, uh uh-uh, that's not happening. So that's the key to this. Everybody thinks, well, I can grow, you know, a bit of cannabis. You know, you aren't going to be able to perpetuate strains. You aren't going to be able to grow and really do, you know, uh, breeding. You aren't going to be able to do anything with six plants or five plants or ten plants or two plants or whatever, right? But, you know, it's sort of a token. Sort of like, well, it would be so cool to have a few legal plants in the backyard. And a lot of people are going to be happy with that and not understand the, the, the magnitude of damage that does to a community of two, three hundred thousand growers and then the two or three million people directly affected by that community around them created one of the sustainable niches in California in what is a very tough economy right now. Right? One of the last thriving growing economies in the state is uh is, is the cannabis community. And it's, it's about to become legitimate. Everybody's got their eyes on that prize because Petroleum's becoming unpopular, nuclear shutting down, the global economy and markets are shifting. And one of the few things that everybody knows isn't going anywhere is cannabis. So, yes, we need to make sure Sean Parker and or whatever billionaire comes along next doesn't get their hands in it. We don't mind them competing in the market, but they can't have the market because they've been nothing but help perpetuate the drug war for the last 50 years. They've not been on the front lines of the will, cannabis. I will agree to disagree for this point. Trying to go up against a Big Mac truck as a person, as a single individual where the Big Mac truck is the big corporation, the big people with the money, the families, the, the blue bloods that have been doing stuff and, and making society bend at their whim, they're not going to let go of control. They're not just going to wake up and you know, go like, you know no, what? No, no, we'll, we'll we take it from them. One down. We'll take it from them. We can't. I expect them to give it up. No. No. It's not possible. It's awesome in a perfect world to be like, all of a sudden, all the bad people that run the com- companies, they just die and go away. Well, the bad people that run the companies, they're, they're in there. They've got the clutches in. They're not going to easily let go if they let go they're going to be cutting and damaging things on their way out but there is no way out for them they have so much money that and they're so used to being in control and moving everything that when small groups come up 
it's easy for them to squash small groups. So I say not go on and hit them head on. I say go on and create our own conglomerates, our own oil barons to be able to stand toe-to-toe to these other guys in this unfair competitive market that they've created. People want to think like capitalism, oh, it's all fair. It's all fair competing in the marketplace. No, it is so far from fair trade. Fair trade coffee? Maybe, but where is there going to be fair trade marijuana? That is not going to happen anytime soon. Well, again, I mean, Jason, it's uh, it's been happening for 20 years in California. There's been an open market of, you know, probably 10, 12, 15,000 dispensaries have opened and, 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 and outlets that have been under the umbrella of 215, and millions of people partake participated in that marketplace to the point where it's again changed the entire dialogue about what cannabis is worldwide all in 20 years okay how, how so, many yes. clubs did they close in los angeles how many clubs were closed sure. in los no, angeles no, no. there's Most just of them. that you know but, about but they existed they existed well, some numbers that, that years. you just throw out there oh thousands thousands have come and gone They've, so yes no far from the perfect I, world but <laughs> it's a phenomenon that did happen it empowered millions of people to get involved in the legal cannabis market. And to this moment, and 95% of them, of them are still umbrellaed. No, no, no. 95% of them are still umbrellaed under a 100% legal type framework. Those who decided to run storefronts, or those who decided to grow a lot of cannabis, have faced problems all the way along the way. But we have yeah. won almost every case in California where it was a person, a caregiver, patient growing as much medicine and again, we're the, the, the appellate courts have upheld up until this last year as much medicine as you need and that's you and your doctor explaining that you may need two or three hundred plants to take care of an epileptic, a serious epileptic and they're cool with that so as much medicine as you need and you can walk down the street and smoke it anywhere tobacco is smoked for 20 years, that has been upheld and those are the things they try to get rid of every year Every single year across the state, governor, senate, local jurisdictions, all of them have attacked those principles of 215, and they have never won. The highest courts in the land, the Ninth Federal Appellate Court, is upheld. You can smoke it where tobacco is allowed to be smoked, and you can grow as much medicine as you need. So that's near a perfect world, right? And thousands and tens of thousands of dispensaries have been part of this system, and you know, and most of them have have, have run, and most of them shut down of their own weight. Most of them weren't shut down by the outside; they're shut down by the pressures of business and just the the, the peripheral. That's just statistics. The majority have coming on of their own, and they just fear being busted. All right, I, I remember all this city council stuff going on just in Los Angeles alone. And all these rules coming in just shut down. Oh, Pop D. That's Don Duncan. No, 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 no. We have traders in yeah, the community. That's and just they pass that aren't legal. Absolutely. No, no, no. And then Don, the, the, the ASA and these groups are statewide. And now they're, now they're national. I actually, you know, I imagine that they got the roots in Holland. They're international. And they've always been international. So, yeah, no, there's definitely, again, snakes in the garden. But don't tell me the garden isn't sweet because I'm in California. And I know the garden's sweet, and I know they want it, but they want it because it's good. They want it because we created a egalitarian system where there are hundreds of thousands of growers thriving 
in this environment and in this time with the most valuable commodity in humanity, cannabis. So again, we are we are the crown jewel of the global cannabis empire, and uh, and we like to think of that being an empire run by and you know managed by the people. It's like the counter uh, imperialism, but we can also give it up. We can put the elite in charge of it, and we can really delegate ourselves as the second-class uh, uh, citizen who's only allowed to ever partake in these things through what we can buy in 7-Eleven, but not, you know, grow as a culture that knows how to grow. At this point, an well, acre I, and, I love, and a 3D I love printer optimism. is a paradigm shift. You're very, we have done it. You're very hopeful. That's really Absolutely. super awesome. I, I feel oh, we're winning. So, so we're winning, my friends. From my aspect, is a little realistic in that the forces that be with this uh, Sean Pfizer initiative, they want to <laughs> take it all away. And as all they these other want, states are fighting, that's just the, that's their, like, it's like a whiny little boy. They want, they want, they want, but they can't have it. They've been doing this for 10 years. Again, it's been one billionaire after another. And they've been told by the most uh, educated political uh, analysts in the nation that you can't beat the grassroots in California. These people are not going to give it up. They're not going to hand it over. You're right. And it doesn't matter if the Democratic people Party are. endorses it. It doesn't matter if the ACLU endorses it. These are groups that are top-heavy, a lot of money, a lot of you know uh, uh, special interests, but they're 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 not they don't have loyal followings of millions anymore or probably never did. People don't trust these organizations well, right they, they used to. The Normal it's a joke. From what I understand, it, CCHI is the one of the only adversaries in the larger group in California that's against this initiative that people oh, are gonna blindly vote. Are you kidding? What, no, everybody's I mean, against this initiative. Again, some of these sellout groups, there are these little groups, big groups, supposedly, run by little groups of people who are endorsing this of their own free will, just just out of their own decisions to endorse these things. The Brown America, we've, we've cornered a lot of these groups saying, but you have to hold a vote before you can endorse something. So a lot of groups aren't able to endorse it right now because they can't get a vote amongst their members to endorse it. They actually had to run it past the people. The people don't support them. So the groups that are able to uh, uh, take these limited little votes are, you know, these very, very, again, ACLU, NAACP, groups that are already bought and paid for and can make those kind of decisions based on, you know, agreements with the governor and the lieutenant governor and, you know, that's called politics. But don't let politics fool uh, you. I'm playing those are just a bunch of rich here. people follow, follow called stuff suits. I'm playing the devil's advocate here, but grassroots is getting smoked by the corporations with the money. How come at Never. CCHI no, 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 we no, couldn't no. pull? They spent so much we, money we in the last ten years. The signatures, and yet this bastard shows up with two billion dollars and has signatures in a month and a half. We, we still haven't had. Heard... He still hasn't verified the signatures. No, 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 no. He's still the, the the website. The Secretary of State says nobody's qualified right now today. Okay. So okay. Again, don't listen to right. them. They will tell you they are snakes in the grass. They will hiss quiet little messages that sound good and they will echo it. But it's none of this true. They it's the the never forget the proponent of UMA is Dr. Donald Lyman. And he is a lying man. He has told the he has not told the truth about <laughs> cannabis for his whole life. Right. Do not trust lying man. 
because he says cannabis is fake medicine. He says it's dangerous for people. He says it's particularly dangerous for people under 25. It's particularly dangerous for people with asthma. It's particularly dangerous to the brain and nervous system. He says we get so high we don't know that we're sick anymore. He's a, that's the excuse. That's how medical marijuana works. Is we're too stoned to know that we're still suffering from illnesses and that that's, that's the effect. He's told this to the LA Times this last year. So this is not yeah, a man who's our friend. Right, right, right. But yeah, but these guys, himself. they have the People newspapers know. in their pocket. They have the governor, People the blue ribbon anymore. in their pocket. Right, but people don't trust those groups. Again, they had that in 2012. Well, they had that in groups. 2010. They did. They had, and nothing changed in 2010. People that don't know came anything out about cannabis. At 57%. At the beginning of that campaign, everyone wanted legalization in 2010. And by the time it got to the November ballot and people looked into it, they said, oh, this is a terrible initiative. And it, went, and it, pa- it didn't pass at like 46%. So we knocked 11 points off based on the details of the initiative. We're going to do the same this and time. And we've got to work time if, if that other initiative did, does who's, qualify. Who's not if been working double time for the last six months? We've made their lives, uh, again, we've got the unsigned. Right. Hashtag yeah. unsigned UMA. You know, we have a, a yeah, statewide campaign so going. So many cool, to, cool memes going on. Did you, you've got like 40 different memes you sent me. Oh, <laughs> it, absolutely. No, I just sent you the good ones. Okay. Hashtag, hashtag vote no on UMA. Hashtag no on UMA. Hashtag stop UMA. Hashtag fuck UMA. Hashtag no cannon napster. Hashtag stone not stupid. Hashtag Operation 420, Op 420, and we're just we're just killing them. Yeah. This is great because Sean Parker is supposed to be the king of social media, and he cannot keep up with us on any front, on any platform. So yeah, all they've got it's like this, like Bob said, you know, rich people are sad that all they got's a lot of money. I feel that way about these guys. All they got's a lot of money, and I feel sorry for them because they're going to lose 2016, like they lost 2014, like they lost in 2012 and 2010. Yet they spend millions. Good money after yeah. that they throw in the state. You know, and they think they're keeping us down. And they are to some degree, but they're not forwarding their agenda either. And as soon as MRSA gets in front of the pellet judges, as will happen a few times, it'll all be thrown out as well. There's nothing legal about MRSA. It's just a, 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 it's just a fake. And again, they've done that every year for 20 years. They pass laws that, you know, conflict with a, a, a people-voted ballot initiative. And when it gets to a judge, and sometimes it's not the first local judge it gets to, but whenever it gets to an appellate judge, they always say, oh, you can't do that. The rights guaranteed within a people's initiative are higher and more secure than what a governor or the Senate or the Congress can do, and they just throw it out. So we've got 100 examples of this. I don't know why 20 years into this, MRSA seems like a real law to people. I don't know how we aren't on to the game. Because any little hobo town... Isn't that the group that is a whole bunch of smart people? MRSA? MRSA. No, MRSA. No, that's MRSA. MRSA is the staph infection that eats your fingers in the hospitals and stuff. MRSA is the the funk, the worst funk of the 20th century. It's cost millions of people their lives and and is really one of the grossest uh, 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 abominations of, of medical science. So, of course, 
this bill in California called MRSA. <laughs> it is a MRSA of, uh, of, of, of you know, our political system, and yet we are the cannabis community. So you know what we do? We take a big glob of that, that Rick Simpson oil and we smear it all over MRSA, and, you know, and really that's the appellate judge. And he's going to say, oh, he's going to wipe it out. Right, cannabis wipes out infection. All right. But we just have to hold on. All right. right. Yeah, Again, I mean, people, we're, people are pretending like, well, we're we not talking to the marijuana. choir. Yeah. Well, we got, we're hopefully talking I'm talking to the choir. To you. Hopefully we're talking to a broader audience out there. And, again, the cannabis community is and acting the, like, like Mercer the real cannabis is the setup that it is. Is paying attention. But the, a lot of it we have to talk to the people that don't know anything about cannabis or anything about marijuana. And they may be just looking at the whole bunch of kids fighting the playground over these rules or that or those rules and be able to show people that are not cannabis consumers that it, it is our right to have 99 plants and we need their help and assistance to take it out of the black market and to make safe access for their children and their neighbors so there is no longer anybody that can get hurt that's getting bad medicine that's getting killed while trying to sell their medicine or buy medicine or going to dark alleys because California is good enough for the last 20 years, but the rest of the world is 30, 40 years behind. They're, they're trying to scrape and they're watching what's happening in California, but they can't catch up with us. And so we've got to come in this swoop with the Jack Hare Initiative and get it everywhere, get it worldwide. That's, that's oh, right. No, one, one step at a time. I get it. No, if any other place wanted to step up and do the Jack Hare Initiative, we would rush there and help them do it. But California does seem to be the most realistic and the closest to being able to pass something that is just simply reasonable. Everyone always wants to frame the CCHI as being something radical or extreme, but it's really not. And I encourage everyone to just reread it again and think about it as, you know, a, a, a legal framework, much like 215, much better than 215, much better thought out, much more thorough, much oh, uh, 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 hammered out, as it were. Um, but, you know, right now, we're still, you know, a year and a half away from being able to do anything about that. What we have to do at this moment is make sure Sean Parker and, and Newsom don't slip this little thing in under the moniker of real legalization and make it harder down the road. It's definitely that's one more factor that might make it more complicated to pass something in California in the next few years is if something passes this year. You know, Uma passes. Well, California, year. California, we've got dispensaries all over. We've got momentum. The rest of the country does not have the same momentum. Even Colorado is picking up. They've got newer momentum. But a lot of these other states, they are ripe for the raping. They are right. getting. No, I mean, again, these rules are coming in. The same thing that it's not flying in California with the Zuma. They'll try to push it in another state so they can corner the market in that state because they know marijuana is money wherever right. There's it is. There's no state. There's no state that's going to hand over a commodity like cannabis to these billionaires. So far, it hasn't happened. I mean, Colorado, to some degree, made some mistakes. Washington certainly made some big mistakes. Um, but Ohio rejected their bad legalization. Uh, Arizona and other states have rejected bad legalization as well. So, again, every attempt they've made to, to seize control and to be these big power brokers and, and, and billionaires 
they're 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 flunkies and failures when it comes to real grassroots I, politics. I and I something would, as important I would like to believe that. I would like to believe oh. that, but a lot of it I don't have the full facts. It's been proven to be true. State. Sure, no, not every single, and, but uh, enough of these attempts. Again, it was Sean Parker and a different group of billionaires in Ohio less than a year ago pushing the same agenda. And the whole world congratulated Ohio for shooting down bad legalization. So, again, the, the, people the, the, the game's out. Well, people pay attention. There's so many people. Five million. This is the yeah. one thing people do pay attention to, bro. People don't pay attention to trade deals. People don't know what's going on with Brexit. People don't know what's going on with genetically modified foods, but they do care about their cannabis. This is the, the one front do. we actually have. Yeah. The, the whole population, the entire culture is obsessed no. at this point with cannabis. Yes. It is on every, every prime time, three hours I sit down, at least once there's a cannabis reference. Almost every yeah. major film that's come out in the last five years, somebody smokes a joint. Almost every major you know, many so much of music, so much of pop culture, so much of our our culture is now indoctrinated with cannabis. We have won and the I, cultural I'm, war. I'm just wondering where the support is. I mean, we've we've got CCHI, we've got a lot of people that are very adamant about it, but there's not really anybody that's supporting it. Like Whoopi Goldberg's making a wine, or Melissa Etheridge making a wine, or something. People are all trying to make money on it. But no famous people out there with their millions and millions of dollars are saying, like, hey, let's help support cannabis. Let's get the Jack Hare Initiative or something equally awesome going. Everybody is a bunch of wankers. Every one of those people, right, they're wankers. Every one of those big billion millionaires, multimillionaires, somebody helped them make that money. And then they owe those people favors. And And those people tell them, hey, this is right, pull in the favor. Right, and they're making big they're me- mega deals. Exactly, exactly. No, they're called. It's called a sellout. And we know who the sellouts are. It's all right. You know, they're all miserable yeah, people. I don't, I, Nobody at the top end's happy when they sell out. So again, they got their own karma to carry. They got their wussy. own misery to carry. I would say huh? wussy. I say everybody out there that's not supporting a legalization endeavor that has millions of dollars, that smokes marijuana, is a wussy. They are a wussy because they smoke marijuana. You don't vote with your dollars. You want to vote with your dollars? Stand for something. Get remembered for something good. Don't just like, oh, I I make a marijuana product to make money off of it, to make more of my millions of dollars with my name. Take your name. Yeah, no, we, we, we will do this as a community. We don't even need the celebrities. We don't need the, you know, the, the hip-hop stars. We don't need a movie star. We just need to get active um, in the community. A vote's a vote. Agree to Celebrity disagree. Buy votes. I think Nobody we buy need votes. investors. Sure. And we need faces that people but listen then, to. Then, then, then bring them in. Then bring them in, Jason. Keep reaching out. Keep bringing that's them that's in. That's what we're doing right here. We're, 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 Absolutely. That's what our banter Absolutely. is about. <laughs> I've got millions. I want to make money in marijuana, but that's right. I'll just be making money for myself, not helping support true legalization. So people that want to help support legalization, I'll support their initiative. If it's an awesome initiative, CCHI, a lot of members, we, we nitpick stuff. And if it's a great initiative, yeah, we'll freaking support it. 
come together if if um Carl Sagan says like you know I, I want to legalize marijuana because it's important me and Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson are putting our millions down to form organizations to get the proper word out to get things taken care of because that's how things got done in the past people with resources were able to put things forward to get things done now it's just corporations put things forward so they can make more money more and more money but before it was people that had actual heart and that's what i want to find if there's any reason for these radio shows is to pull the people with the heart and the money out of the dark and be like hey you should not be smoking any marijuana if you're not helping legalize it. Not, not sell or make money on it. Help legalize it. Not just here in your little garden gate community, worldwide. And people got to wake up. They got to wake up and realize they've been given these resources in mass. Not to buy three houses. Sean Parker, he's got three houses in California. He's not even from California. You know, like sell sell one of those houses and put it towards an initiative. Right. Do you agree? <laughs> you know, well, no, so I mean, many yeah, rich... he's 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 the one person who's put his money down to do his little scheme and scam. So yeah, it's obviously not that class and that group of people that I'm reaching out to. Again, I'm really encouraging the people in this community. In particular. Right, right, yeah, right. Not, but, but another he, person could. Right, right. No, I appreciate I do seeing what one person him. could do. I do respect him in that angle that he is putting his money forward. But you know, the real reason he's putting his money forward is because Pfizer came up with marijuana all pushed to the side. So the millions that he invested in Pfizer for this anti-cancer drug, he uh, they'll win. So they're like, hey, this marijuana could usurp our anti-cancer drug. So we've got to lock up marijuana to be able to push our other right. drugs forward. So that's, you, you read, you heard about that too, right? Yeah, $500 million he actually dropped into this little uh, uh, research project. So, yeah, no, I get the playing field. I know what's up. I just I, I have faith a lot of Californians do as well. A majority of Californians do as well and won't be duped by this. And I'm, I'll, 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 I'll let it rest at that, my friend, because I know you have more on the show and other yeah. things lined up. But just wanted to shout out and let you know that we are uh, – holding our ground, as it were, here in California, and we encourage everybody, jump on board, uh, yeah. uh, join the, 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 the movement in any way you can, and there's nothing more than liking an article or liking a statement or, or hashtagging a, a vote no on UMA or fuck UMA. We appreciate that. I mean, again, that's, 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 that's the strength and power of the 21st century people's movements. We want to see more people expressing themselves on social media. We want to hear the, the voice of Californians say, no, we, we, we know better than this. We aren't going to be fooled or duped, and we're going to try our best not to let others be fooled and duped by these, uh, these uh, slick-talking billionaires with, uh, you know, billionaires with bad ideas. Billionaires with bad ideas, they're true. And yeah. uh, I really appreciate uh, you on the radio show here. We've been listening to Patrick Heron Moore with the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative. And... Um, what he says is actually proportioned by the board. <laughs> so he's, uh, he's one of the leaders here at the CCHI. Is a lot of things that I say is very opinionated and not exactly sanctioned by the board. So it's good to get a little little balance here. I, I really appreciate uh, the conversation with you, having our adamant conversation back and forth. We'll we'll talk soon. 
about non-marijuana stuff, just about life on uh, other other phone calls. I really appreciate you calling into the show, Patrick. It was my pleasure, Jason. Keep the, keep up the high vibes, and uh, we'll catch up soon. One love. Power to the people. What up, what up? This is Smoke Rules Radio. We're in democracy. We, the people, make the rules. Thank you so much, Patrick. We'll talk to you soon. All right, one love. All right. Sweet. That was good, Patrick. Pa- Patrick, he's a good debater. He debates people all day long. And then with a little lag in the conversation, Patrick's definitely holding it down for the long haul. That's super awesome. He's one of the ones that really got me um, into cannabis more, again, more recently. Like I was in the cannabis legalization some years before I'd actually even met Patrick at uh, in Santa Cruz making some uh, things for back in 2000 for newmarijuana.org, sending stickers out and legalization events and such. And uh, Patrick's like, hey, I'd come back in. And so it got me causing some trouble here in this area. And yes, I am opinionated. And usually I'm a very hopeful person, but there are billionaires with bad ideas. Now what we need to find is some millionaires, billionaires with good ideas. People that actually want to use their resource, legalize marijuana, not to go buy marijuana. Look, I could buy pounds of marijuana. Oh, look, I could grow a whole bunch of marijuana. Oh, look, I can make a fancy marijuana something and sell it and make money on it. Oh, I'm healing people, yada, yada, yada. But it's still illegal. Marijuana, it ain't legal. It's still illegal. If you say, oh, in California, it's legal. It's legaler in California than anywhere else. So true. But worldwide, Marijuana needs your support. Cannabis needs to be legalized. And if anyone out there is already a famous actor, if they're afraid they won't get hired for a movie, you know, uh, who, who, was, who was the first one? Uh, Woody, Woody Harrelson, my man. That man put his money where his mouth is. He came out and has been supporting the cannabis industry in a non-profitable way for decades, 20 years now. Yeah, 20 years? Yeah, Woody Harrelson is someone everybody should be looking up to. Everybody, if you want to get into the cannabis world to legalize things and not just go chase the money down, Woody Harrelson has been leading the way. That man is awesome. Thank you, Woody. I know you're tired. You've been up against it all. You're your own marijuana celebrity going out there speaking and putting things forward, putting events together. I don't know what you're doing these days because other people have been taking the spotlight. But I know wherever you're at, you're definitely one of the leaders in the cannabis legalization and pulling Willie Nelson along, too. Willie's got a lot of songs. I don't know where all his monies go, but I know he's ingesting it a lot more these days and getting the word out there. And you guys have been holding the torch when no one else would, when everyone else was scared to hold the torch because marijuana's been illegal. But now it's been creeping forward. Well, there's no reason at all that someone's sitting there with money 
that they could invest in another fancy house or swimming pools so all their buddies can empty hammer all their resources and burn up all their money and they could be like hey all my buddies they had fun while they lived off my resources or get written down in the scribe of time to actually help legalize marijuana they got up and said you know what i could just go act in this other movie because that's what I do, you know, get known, you know, act in movies. That's what you do, you know, to make money. And so that's all I do. Oh, maybe some other philanthropies are cool. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of awesome things that need a handout. Appreciate any philanthropy that people are able to help out with their, with their billion bucks, with their, with their money that you're making. That's super awesome. But a lot of people don't know about it. People know about marijuana. You go standing up there saying, I'm going to go help with this initiative or help form my own initiative and get events going on, gather people, build teams of people with organization and with finances. Because CCHI, we are all about organizing without the finances because we don't have the millions of dollars. We don't have all this huge amount of money to be like, you know what, let's go put on a concert for cannabis legalization and awareness in this, this place, in this middle of nowhere. To take your resources and to build the think tanks is what's needed right now. Take your resources and find the people that are fighting for cannabis right now, bring them together in a room and say, hey, how can we just get it legal worldwide? Because people are dying in other places because marijuana is illegal, because have the California ticket. They don't have the American passport in their world. And by, and by the way, Costa Rica, it's, Okay, I've been, I've been giving it bad on brickweed. But your brickweed is way better than Mississippi's brickweed. Mississippi's brickweed is really dry. You know, it's <laughs> really, really dry. Barely even stony. You know, so, okay, Jamaica, I want to give you back some props for the submarine brickweed that you bring into Costa Rica. Appreciate it. And people putting money forward. And you vote with their dollars, and people have been voting with our dollars for marijuana since, since it's been illegal. Since people have been like, well, I can get in trouble with that. Well, we take more money for the marijuana. And so we've been supporting our, our pot dealers. And our pot dealers are people. They've got to take care of themselves. These cannabis dispensaries. A lot of them get informed with good views to help take care of the people, and a lot of them get informed with views to take care of the owners. You know, people want to make money, and that's what a capitalism is. And I got respect for it. People got to make money. You got to do it. But keep doing it. Make your money. And whatever way you can help out in the cannabis industry, do it. If it's just smoking marijuana, then do it. But I'll tell you now, it's 
give you a guilty conscience that if you're just sitting there smoking, snorting, fucking just living the party life, how many people, like, because they just party the world away, they, they, burnt, they burnt the candle at both ends and didn't do any, didn't leave any marks, didn't leave a single person they really even helped, maybe a single person, I don't know, each person's different, everybody helps in their own way, but how can we help more? How can we help strongly, more effectively? How can we get this bill to release marijuana from the federal government to deschedule it altogether and say, you know what, it's a state issue at least. And I think that sucks. I don't think the 50 states and the occupied territories should reinvent the wheel over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Super lame. But the federal government's only been punishing people. So that bill that Bernie Sanders put forward last year is to say, well, no more federal punishment, pretty much. (laughs) No guidelines from the federal government, but just no federal punishment. So it's... People are trying. People don't know exactly how to help. That's why we need to build these think tanks for all these different areas, all these different states, these think tanks of pro-cannabis support. And we need funding for these think tanks to grow all over, to have pure legalization, to let the people have control of something, that the people control something. Don't let the corporations take it. Don't let the cops make the rules because the cops have been making money off marijuana since day one. They've been busting you making money off that. So those guys, they have no rights, no say. Fuck y'all. Every single fucking police authority, fuck you if you've hurt anyone over marijuana. Oh, we're just doing what our rules say. Ha. You choose to pull over a speeder or not. You can choose to incriminate someone for marijuana or not. So the legal system, the the law enforcing system, you get no say. Screw you guys. You've been hurting people. And then you get to choose how things happen. Oh, California, we're in for one as this uh, AB666 comes through. 2018, dispensaries closed in California, all getting closed unless you fall within their brackets of acceptance. Now, of course, we want to be clean, so there's some good things in there. You know, you got to take the good with the bad, but when the bad is a shotgun blast, of illegality to the face with a few granules of sugar in there. I don't know what you taste in. I'm tasting the blast of the shotgun messing up my life because I want to smoke cannabis or I want to open up a cannabis business, a small cannabis business. Now the corporations are taking it. So it's, I mean, there's nothing else to say. We're fucked unless we get people with right mindset and finances to bring think tanks 
of adamant marijuana supporters together right now, the world. We need it right now. I mean, maybe I need a joint right now, all right? I'm in New Mexico. I was traveling. I, I need some real marijuana, too. The rest of the states does not have safe access to marijuana. I couldn't pull over. I didn't see a single dispensary anywhere in, in, the, in the southern states that I went through. I could just pulled over, showed them my recommendation from a valid medical doctor in California. So we're all being held back. California is its own country. We'll, we'll take Bernie Sanders as president in California. And everywhere else, you can have Trump. But you know what? Californians don't like Trump because, well, I don't know, because California's got more immigration problems than most any other state. We've got more immigrants in our country, in our, country, in our state, yet we're accepting. We're not going to go put up a big wall. It's not Germany. The Berlin Wall is not going up. Californians will not let a Berlin Wall go up. It's all about acceptance. And I don't know why Californians seem to be able to accept people. The rest of y'all states, from what I've seen, you seem pretty accepting people. You seem pretty normal people, you know, talk to y'all, you know? So, and, and a lot of other states have many more African-Americans in them, been arrested six times more likely of getting arrested than a Caucasian smoker. So these states, man, you know, get the whole family together here. We need to get this taken care of now. We don't need the pitter-patter. Let the billionaires make more blunders. We need some people that are awesome. We need some Leonardo DiCaprios to come and save us. That's what we need. Leo, somewhere I'll give you some FaceTime or some ear time. I know you support cannabis. I know. You do. And you got buddies that do. But what would happen to your movie career if all of a sudden you stood up and said, I support cannabis legalization, and I'm putting $10 million into legalizing cannabis across the entire United States. You can do that. You can do that. Now, $10 million, you're like, I don't got that. <laughs> I know, $10 million sitting around. But a conglomeration of movie stars coming together, people that have made their fortunes, more than just movie stars. I'm just thinking movie stars are from California. You know, movie stars have a lot of money. But so do a lot of people in the technological industry have a lot of money. And we need y'all to come together to help the United States and to help the world. Because people are suffering because there's not safe access to marijuana. They're suffering. They are. And it's super lame, super lame, super lame all day long well yeah I love it each person can do their amount of help I can talk into the speaker box for two hours every week and say you got to do more 
because my buddy Patrick was telling me I need to do more. And at least it got me speaking into this, find out how things are going on worldwide, countrywide. And it's disparity. Marijuana is being stolen right now. From wherever y'all sitting, someone else is keeping marijuana from another person that could use it. And if you're just happy in your little little bungalow, you know, just our little our little world is fine. You know, what's the difference? Okay, there's there's a big difference between the machete massacres and the cannabis incrimination throughout the world. Yes, huge difference. Yet it's still a human rights issue. Very strongly a human rights issue. And this show is not about anti-machete massacres I'm all about anti-machete freaking machetes are for making trails and for opening coconuts that's what they're for cannabis is for enlightening your mind and healing that's what it's for cannabis is not there so people can make money there's the market right now and that's a lot of Supporters can support because cannabis is helping them make money. The drug war has made cannabis so taboo that people stay away from it, and it's created a black market situation with a lot of money. So you just take it out of the black market. Take it out of the black market. Let people grow. Let people grow. It's pretty simple. Pretty simple. Let people do what they want. And I'm demanding it. I'm demanding out of everyone out there listening or not. If you're not listening, that's no excuse. I demand that you stand for what you consume. If you're consuming cannabis, then you should stand for it. Why does the sick people have to stand for it. Anyone that is into cannabis should be standing for it. Anybody that knows someone that has been hurt by the laws because of cannabis should be standing for cannabis legalization. It's real simple. Real simple. Care for the world around you. So let's rock this. Saul Williams, we got in the studio live and direct. He's pulling it down. He's he's scribing a list of demands on his arms right now about cannabis. Right here. Rules Radio. We're in democracy. We, the people, make the rules. So take it away from the corporations. Let the people have the cannabis and keep the world free. Thank you for listening, everybody. I'm Jason Isaac Brodsky, the herbalist. California Cannabis Hemp Initiative coming to a province near you. Mm. Smoke Rules Radio.
if you suffering, echinacea buffering, we aim to remember what we choose to forget, God's just a baby, and her diaper is wet. Call the police, I'm strapped to the team. 